In this episode, I'm going to share some of the Q&A that came from my last live fireside chat. Some of the questions were about writing, like what is there to even write about related to my profession? Do I even want a career anymore? Do I want to do something for myself? Uh, Talking about changing careers and how to adapt to a new job and a new boss. And then how do you find a great leadership role, a new job in this challenging economy? I'm Larry Cornette, and this is Invincible Career. I mean, if nobody else, you could look at my, uh, I'll just take advantage, Larry. Hi. <laughs> oh, hi, Nemo. Um, How you doing? Hi. Um, I want to ask, like, you're talking about writing. So I used yeah. to be a designer, and I used to write when I was a designer, but I switched over to product management a couple years ago. I just don't feel like writing about product management because <laughs> um, I know it's important to write. But sure, I'm just like, sure. what should I write about? It's just like, I'm just trying well, to figure that's that out. the cool thing is I think what you're touching on is exactly what where sometimes people go wrong. I know I used to be a designer. I used to be a product management. Um, I'll, I'll talk about designers. I love designers. That's where I came up. Boy, do they like to talk about design. Uh, they like to talk about design, design process, and, you know, everything, design systems. You know who doesn't care? The people just want results. <laughs> like, there was an interesting thread on LinkedIn where people like, somebody who was a business owner said, I don't care what font you use. I just want success. Mm-hmm. You decide. You're the expert. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to read a 20-page article about it. That's for you guys. That's an industry kind of thing. And so I think it's similar where it's like, yeah, there are people who write about product management. Marty Kagan's one, and he's fantastic. I love Marty. Um, I think talking more about the problems is what resonates with people. So it's more about talking about what problems did a company face or a business owner or whatever. What I find fascinating is more like, how does product management work really well with engineering or design? Are there stories? It's all about the stories. Like, are there stories where there was conflict between product and engineering or between product and business, which there often is, or Mm -hmm. whoever? It's like, yeah, this happened. There was conflict. We couldn't agree. Here's how we came through it. Here's how we overcame that problem. And here's how we came out the other side with a better way of working together. So it's not necessarily about product management and product metrics and KPIs and all that kind of stuff. It's more about what are the human issues that we all face? Okay. You know, conflict with coworkers, a business problem or a product problem or a customer problem that we had to figure out what was, what was the real problem? Customers were complaining about X and we could have just done X, which a lot of companies do, but we thought about it. We did research, we dug into it and we found out X really meant Y. And if we provided Y, that's way better than just solving X, right? Mm-hmm. You know, that's that whole thing. I mean, Steve Jobs talked about this. He's like, Love customers, they are not creators, right? Yeah. And so they will tell you what they think they want, which is not the product. If it was, they would be the ones who are founding companies like Apple. So he said, listen to the problem, see the opportunity, and then you have to create the solution, right? Mm-hmm. And so there's so many stories that you could tell about that. But I also think there's all kinds of stories that people can tell about their own journey through their career. Cause you just talked about being a career switcher. Yeah. 
and how you made the transition into a different profession. And I bet there's a ton of lessons along the way. Like, what did I learn? What wasn't so good? What was good? Why did I do it? You know, how do I feel about this on the other side? Is this for everyone? Right. Mm -hmm. Christian Crumlish, uh, if you know him. So he's in the community. He wrote a book, which he published with Rosenfeld Media. He was a designer and a design leader. He transitioned into product management and became a product leader. He wrote an entire book about, do you want to change careers essentially and become a product manager, go into product? Here's what that means. Here's what you need to know. Here's what that process is like. Here are people who've done it and sharing their story um, and, and why they did it. So there's so many stories and it is about the stories. That's the stuff that people really like, right? The other thing I would say is like, well, what do you want from it? So this is why I tell people to write. It's like, there's different reasons to write. Sometimes, like I was mentioning, it's cathartic. It's just like, I just want to get this off my chest. I want to tell this story. It just feels good to release it and get it out into the world and get it off my chest. I think a lot of times people write to help other people. And so they say, okay, I can educate somebody. I can help somebody. Uh, the other thing I think is like, well, there's something that the author wants to. And I think that's the important thing to think about is sometimes it's money. You know, people are writing because they're like, hey, I really want to publish a New York Times bestseller and I want to be, you know, make a million bucks from my book. And wouldn't that be fantastic? Which is extremely rare, as we all know. I mean, making money from writing is not a sure thing by any means. But I think there is something on the other side of that writing that you want. And I think that's the important question to say is like, what, what is it that you would love professionally? Are you trying to get promoted to the next level? Are you trying to reposition yourself into a different industry? Right? Yeah. Right. Like when I did when I did it for UX, I wanted to just become like a thought leader in UX so I could obviously get people to contact me. It'd be easier to find jobs. But right now, go. like I yeah. did get laid off a while ago, but I'm thinking like, do I even want a career anymore? <laughs> like do sure. I <laughs> Like, do I like do I want to do something for myself? Like go into business sure. for myself. Like, yeah. That's what I'm like trying to figure my own thing out. So I'm not sure what. So I saw you were doing that. Yeah. So I mean, that's an interesting exercise that I tell my clients is would really help them kind of think about what to do next. Is to think about well, what is down the road, ten, fifteen, twenty years? Where do you ideally, if you could just wave a magic wand and you were there, what would it be? What would you ideally want to be and ideally be, want to be doing? Mm -hmm. And I mean, I mean everything like, where are you living? How do you spend your days? What's Monday through Friday look like? Uh, do you want to be in meetings all day? Like I used to be, you know, if I could wave a wand, it's like no more meetings, no more spreadsheets. I don't want to do this stuff anymore. Uh, so thinking about that and then kind of doing a reverse planning exercise, which is incredibly effective and saying, well, if that's where I want to be in 15 years or 10 years or whatever you think the timeline is, what did I have to do to get there? Step by step. So you step backwards to year nine, to year eight, to year seven. And then you start to get back to this point and you say, okay, well, if that's the next step to get on this path to where I really, really want to be, what's the gap? Why, what is the gap? Is there a gap? Why is there a gap? Is it education? Is it experience? Is it positioning? Is it connections? What is it? And then the things that you're going to do are going to close the gap. So it's like, well, if it is positioning myself as an expert in this new domain, then I'm going to start writing about this domain. I'm going to research it. 
I'm going to get on panels to talk about it. I'm going to get on a podcast to talk about it. I want to be viewed as the person who knows this, who's really good at this, because that's the gap I see. That's the only thing keeping me from that next step that I want to take on the path. Or it could be I want to get introduced to somebody. I want to network. Mm-hmm. And so you're like, how do I get closer to these people? And that's going to be a series of steps, right? I'm going to get close to this person. And then that person gets me to this person. And people do that all the time. They kind of yeah. work the chain. So I think that's an important thing to think about is like, ideally, where would you like to be in 10, yeah. 15 No, I have years. thought about that before because that's why I never cared too much to go into management because I always wanted to do, well, this is like years ago. I was like, I want to be remote. That was like when I'm old. Yeah. I'm like, I'm remote, work <laughs> Even so before all this, right? <laughs> yeah. Before remote came into like play, I was like, yeah. I just want something remote. And I was like, managers, how can manager be remote? Because if people well, are yeah. I, I remember I faced the same problem. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So the one thing I do like is like, I do like teaching. Like, um, okay. I wouldn't mind building an online course, but that's where I get stuck. I'm like, what would I teach? I have to like pull that out of my head somehow. What would I teach people? <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that the funny thing is everybody is more of an expert at something than they think they are because for you, it's oxygen. This is the problem I think we get into. And there's a word for, I can't remember right now, but it it basically means that you know something so well that you don't even think about it anymore. For you, it's just like, doesn't everybody do that? Yeah. (laughs) Doesn't everybody understand that? It does help to talk with people who are closer to you. So it's friends, you know, it's colleagues that have known you for a long time that you trust family members or whoever to have a conversation and say, what have I always been good at? What have you noticed about me? Where do you think my interests are? And family members are great at this, you know, parents, siblings will tell you that you've always had a passion for this. You know, like really, or you've always been good at this. Sometimes friends will do this and colleagues like, wow, you're really good at doing this. And what do you mean? Everybody does that. And they're like, no, they don't. I have this pro- this conversation with people all the time as a coach because people will, will go through this exercise and I'll say, I want you to document going as far back as you can, you know, memory or talking with parents. What are your talents that you've always had? Those are just natural innate talents that you've had. What experience have you gained? What knowledge have you gained? What skills have you acquired? What have you become really good at? And make huge list of all these things. And then we talk about it and I look at it and they're like, oh yeah, but everybody can do that. And everybody can do this. And it's like, no, they can't. (laughs) That's not true. That's actually pretty rare. I know most people can't do that. That's something you could actually talk about. It's something you could teach people. A lot of times the journey that you've taken is a course. Hmm. So there's, there's one guy that's in the community. He's not here right now, but he is a, he made a huge pivot from a non-tech industry into tech and became a designer. Mm-hmm. And I was with him for the journey. So I know how hard he worked to do that. I know how important it was. He's so focused right now on just kind of moving up that ladder as a designer that yeah. he hasn't even noticed how much he's changed from where he was before. And I said, there are a ton of people trying to break into tech. And there's a ton of people trying to break into design. Lots of design boot camps, lots of design schools. He knows where they dropped the ball and where things are missing. He's like, yeah, they didn't really teach me how to get a job. They -hmm. didn't teach me how to network with people. They taught me the skills. I learned how to use Figma. Okay. You know, that helped me. I learned how to do layout. I learned all this stuff and design principles, but they didn't teach me the hardest thing, which was, okay, now I got to get a job. And so I said, you've done it. That journey is a lesson and it's a course where you could 
go back and step by step by step say, here's what I did. Here are the mistakes I made. Here are things I wish I'd known. And now you can share that with someone. And that's a course. That's a workshop. Yeah. Absolutely. It's kind of funny. I was telling people on the call last week. There's somebody who's making a tremendous amount of money teaching a course, the Chicago manual, manual of style. And they said, I don't know why they can buy the book. There's the huge book. It teaches you everything you need to know. Mm -hmm. But people say, I would rather have a course with you on video mm. and pay 200 and some bucks for this course to have you kind of walk me through it and talk about it. Cause people learn differently. And yeah. she said, all I'm doing is teaching people what this book is and how to use it and how to apply it. And yet she's making a ton of money from this course, oh, which is crazy. And it's just like, why don't they just buy the book? Yeah. It happens all the time. People talk about this all the time. They're like, could you look it up online? Everything's online. Could you look this stuff up? Could you learn it yourself? Yes, you could. But some people need the interaction with another human being to learn. Mm -hmm. The most important thing they need is the accountability. So they will never make the time to do it for themselves. They keep telling themselves they will. Yeah. They won't. So if they pay you and they're going to see you every week on a call, I just went through this and it was a bunch of stuff about developing and marketing my newsletter. And I was in a course with 10 other people live. We met every week for eight weeks. And it was that commitment and that accountability of being on camera with him and talking about it and him reviewing stuff and saying, did you make that change? <laughs> did you update things? Did you change your landing page language? That forced me to do it. It's not like I didn't know I should do all this stuff. I just kept putting it off. And the course made me accountable and it made me do it. So there's probably something that you know really well that you just take for granted. Okay. And other people could use that and they could use you hold them accountable saying, let's take you step by step through this. Right. Yeah. I'll think about it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Other questions or topics. Anybody else want to come off mute and be bold and brave? <laughs> it's not scary. Josh has been talking to me for years. He's not scared. <clears throat> Hi, Larry. Hi. <laughs> I start video, but I have a bad connection right now. But oh, no worries. So I've come upon a situation. I, I changed careers about seven months ago, going from mm. a for-profit family-run company, uh, manufacturing company in uh, supply chain, doing purchasing for almost 15 years, and got burnt out, decided to change um, careers, change whole industries, everything, and went mm -hmm. to, um, came upon a position with a nonprofit that I volunteered with for quite a few years prior and jumped at it. Um, took a bit of a pay cut, but I was okay sure. with it. Um, not a problem with that. Problem that I've kind of come into is that since taking the job and you can only ask so many questions, just try and get as much of a feel of the company during sure. an interview and talking to people outside. Um, I've come to learn that the, my boss um, is, I was basically hired to be her replacement and mm -hmm. which she's not planning to retire for another five or so years, but okay. she's the only one in that position. She's held that position for 30 some years. 
Wow. And hiring me was not her choice. <laughs> it was kind of pushed on her Uh-oh. by the board <laughs> to hire her replacement, essentially. Oh, my. Wow. And I'm, you know, I'm okay learning things, but she's very, sure. you know, she doesn't want to give me things to do. Mm. And mm. I'm not, I'm trying to, you know, manage my manager a little bit in a way. To yes. <laughs> yep. Yep show my worth and you know you're paying me this money you you guys came right. up in what you wanted to pay for this position and I came down a little bit right. um but you know I'm not quite sure how to how to get through this I like the position I want yeah. I want to eventually have her position but I don't know all the things that I need to know and yeah. she doesn't want to teach them to me <laughs> yes yes that's a tough situation to be in. That's unfortunate they put you in that situation. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, it, it does happen. It does happen where, oh, goodness. A lot of people, a similar thing will happen where a lot of people are hired to fill a seat that somebody internally wanted. Uh, and they were jockeying for it. And they kind of threw their hat in the ring. And people are like, nope, you're not ready for this, like a leadership role. And they hired somebody from the outside and they come in and lo and behold, there's somebody in the company that's really unhappy. They're there. <laughs> uh, right. So it's really challenging. I, I was in that situation once. Um, and I could tell I was picking up on the hostility. I was like, what is going on here? There's, there's some kind of hostility coming from this person. Very defensive. Didn't want to share information. Um, you know, like they saw me as a, as a threat or something and I didn't really understand. So yeah. in, I'm lucky yeah. that I haven't gotten any hostility from her. It's almost That's like good. an unconscious thing that, you know, I don't want to give you work because then it's taking away from what I'm doing kind of sure. thing. But like, she's very pleasant to work with. Very nice woman, but <laughs> yes. Yeah. Not quite yeah. sure how to navigate this and how to it go forward. It does take and, a and little, yeah, for it's seven a, yeah. months. So, okay. Seven I don't know. Months, how long yeah. do I leave it for? <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it is true. Any job I tell people, I said, be prepared for the first six months to just feel like you're drowning. Um, (laughs) Almost every job, this first six months, you're not really up to speed and you're not productive. And it does feel like a daily struggle. Um, Like you'll Mm -hmm. never master it. And I felt that way in every new job for six months. And then there's something kind of tips and you're like, okay, I think I'm starting to get this and and I'm starting to get this environment. I'm getting the people. So it does take a while to build the trust and the relationships. I would say in this case, it's going to take some time with her. There's going to be a certain amount of stuff that you can kind of pick up through osmosis and observation, which is, can Mm -hmm. I, it's kind of a shadowing exercise where you want to be with them and kind of assisting and observing and learning. Uh, And I know I did this in a role where I was like, I really want to learn this GM role. And it's not like they have the time in their job because they're so busy to sit down mm-hmm. and just teach me how to be a GM every day. They didn't have time for that. And I, and sure. I knew that. And so I, I told this person, I said, do you mind if I just get invited to the meetings you go to? And I'm just going to sit there like a fly on the wall. I just want to shadow. I'm not going to, I know you're busy, crazy busy. We all are. Uh, I'm not going to be a disruptor in the meeting because I'm not prepared and I'm not ready for it. Right. These are meetings with these senior executives and, 
and he it's a very touchy political situation and i said don't worry i'm not going to open my mouth i'm not going to do anything right i'm just going to learn i'm just going to observe and so part of that can be through a little bit of osmosis and kind of shadowing and partnering with them and not really being a threat not being disruptive but just observing and learning and absorbing everything you can like a sponge as much as you possibly can Part of that's going to be building trust in this case, unfortunately, uh, because you were put in a situation that was very disruptive where they were like, oh, I see. (laughs) I see what's happening here. Uh, So it's going to be a lot of trust building. And as you know, some people take a while to warm up. I can think of some people that took like a year or more before we kind of bonded and they, they saw, hey, I'm not here to do damage and I'm here to make this work for both of us. And you will start to see opportunities that come up where it's like they seem overloaded or they seem like they're taking on too much or they seem like they're really stressed and they have a lot of anxiety. And to be able to gently offer and say, I can help, right? I'm here to help. I'm here to be your partner. What can I do to make things better for you? And I tell people to do this with their bosses all the time. And most people don't. Most employees do not do this because they see... The relationship is very one directional, like you're the supervisor, you're the boss, you tell me what to do. And they're not a human being. They're just some brutal supervisor, right? (laughs) And I said, one of the most valuable things you can do to position yourself is to go into a meeting. Once you've kind of got your your own job under control, you certainly can't do this when you're not able to control your own job and, and get your work done. But once you've built that relationship and rapport to be able to say, what can I do to help you? What can I take off your plate? And I remember doing this with a boss where it's like, they seem stressed. And I said, what's going on this week? What do you got on your plate? And they were talking about it. And I said, I said, I could maybe go to that meeting for you. You want me to go and take notes and I'll just take care of it. And they said, really, you do that? And I'm like, totally, you know, I know you're overloaded and you're, you know, they're like, I'm booked in three different meetings at the same time. And it's like, I could go to one of those meetings <laughs> and just be your proxy. Right. So being that person that they feel like they can trust, that you actually do have their best interests at heart, you're like, hey, I want to help. Because it's good for you too, obviously, especially in this case, where it's like, as you are taking on more, her life's going to get easier. It's going to get less stressful. You're going to learn more. You're going to start being seen as the person who's doing these things, you know, and and Mm -hmm. taking care of these tasks. And the transition of power the transition of the role is going to be seamless. It's going to feel pretty smooth versus abrupt, which sometimes happens. So I would expect. And that's what the board wanted to skip was an abrupt transition. Once she decides to retire. It's pretty healthy. I wish they would have worked with her a little bit better about it. Right. I mean, at least uh, she was involved in the interviewing process. So she knew who was coming in. (laughs) She had a say in that. So at least. I'm her chosen one, I guess. That's I fantastic. Look at it that yeah, way, but. See, that's good. That's good. So it's going to, she's probably feeling pretty sensitive about it. Um, yeah, maybe one of I'm her concerns thinking. is if this person gets up to speed too quickly, I'm out sooner than I want to be. Right. True. And so True. she's probably, and I've seen this where people are kind of holding on to the information and power as long as they possibly can. Cause they know if I'm no longer necessary, I'm out. Yeah. And you may not and, feel ready. And I to have be had out. somebody in the in that I, that I had worked with previously in the volunteering side of things say, "Yeah, I 
just in talking to her, she was pretty surprised that you caught on to this one project that we were working. She was pretty surprised you caught on to that so quickly. I was like, oh, oh, okay. That was pretty easy, but (laughs) see, (laughs) so yeah, that may be some of it too. (laughs) That's that's probably some of it. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like it's not disastrous and it's not hostile, which is fantastic. Um, No, it is. It's just one of those things after jumping ship from 15 years in a career, it's kind of scary to come across. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh, what did I get myself into? Sure. Well, I think as long as you keep her very close and build a really good relationship, then it's going to, she's going to become more and more glad that things are going to be in your hands. You know, yeah. it's, it gets to be a point of feeling comforting. And I've been in those situations where I knew I was going to leave and I had to transition ownership of the a team to somebody else. And it's nerve wracking uh, if you care. And so when you get to the point that you feel like that person is up to speed and the team's going to be in good hands, it's, it's comforting. And you start to feel more relaxed and the day comes where you're like, Hey, I'm happy for you to take full control. You know, it's like, <laughs> They're going to be okay. You're doing great. I think they're in good hands. And now I feel like I can move on to something else, you know? Um, right. So it's going to be, it's going to be relationship building, but yeah, keep her really close and, and just be that person that's there to help, you know, make her life easier. And over time, that's going to mean more and more stuff goes to you, which is the way it should be. Yep. All right. Thank you. You bet. Hey, look, it's a shame. How you doing, man? How's it going, Larry? <laughs> Long time no see. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I. Sorry, I'm late. I was, uh, I signed up and then um, got pulled into other things. But uh, oh, no worries, no worries. So you, you, yeah. you, you got yourself out of the snow. Yeah, finally. Yeah, we finally have spring weather. Just even in the last couple of days. Like we've had heat on for for a long time. Like where's our spring? But now I think we finally have it. Yeah. Nice. Shim right. and I worked together at Yahoo many years ago. Yeah. 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 I thought I'd just uh, come on and touch base. I didn't have any particular question, but I am, uh, I am uh, once and again, sort of in between the sort of. Oh, okay. Comes out looking for your next thing. Okay. What are you yeah. looking for? Um, I, these days it's, it's more, you know, um, I, I think I really want to focus on, on leadership roles just only this time. Okay. Um, okay. Just because you know, to doing product for this many years, it's just uh, yeah, yeah. You know, not uh, not. Uh, um, I, I think it's either like that, or it's either um, you know something early stage where you know I could kind of just mm, try the whole product mm. ship, but you know, it's all a balance of of home and and yes. uh, life balance. Putting <laughs> it out also, but um, but yeah, you know, I'm just kind of uh, still in that early phase, just sort okay. of. Uh, this was my, this April was my last, uh, early April was my last, um, run, uh, my last job. And, um, so it's kind of regaining focus, kind of what you were talking about just now, just a little bit of just getting the mental, I don't, yes. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm more, uh, you know, I'm not looking at one year, but, you know, um, but I'm looking at, you know, trying to figure something out soon. So just okay. get, uh, okay. but I know it's, it's, it's not very, uh, realistic with, uh, with, um, anything's possible in this environment i guess that's, that's what yeah the economy's crazy huh um it's definitely been more challenging i would say this year after uh just the massive number of layoffs in tech so it's like the market's more competitive than it has been in the past three years where it was like an employee's market it was fantastic yeah, yeah it's definitely flipped um 
but that doesn't mean there aren't, there aren't things out there. There definitely are. Uh, so are you looking product leadership or business leadership? What do you think? Pro- I mean, product leadership, it could be okay. a more wide. It could be wider uh, and then product. I mean, I've done product for, for so long. Uh, yeah. You know, so I saw, you know, so one of my friends was, was telling me, why don't I come into business development and, and do some, mm. some of that, um, you know, and there's a lot of roles, opportunities opening up. And then my core is, uh, you know, happens to be AI. Um, oh, well, that's good. Yeah, which is like a, <laughs> suddenly now become popular. And when I, you know, got my degrees and all that, it was people laughed at me about. Oh, the machine why learning would I, stuff. Why would yeah. I yeah. Like, emphasize that? Um, so it's just funny uh, a little bit about that. So I mean, I'll probably, probably look for something like that. I think okay. What, okay. what I'm learning is more, um, I think it's if you don't follow your passion, um, yeah. then, you know, you're you're just not going to be happy for the for the long run. Right. Um, at right. some point, you know, you'll you'll, uh, you'll kind of lose uh, your focus and just not, you know, if you find reasons not to want to be there. Uh, yeah, exactly. exactly more than more than wanting wanting yeah. to be there so i think that's very important even if it takes a little bit more time it's right that's right yeah that's it's exactly the the challenge i would say finding a job just any old job is isn't i shouldn't say easy but it's easier it's definitely easier finding something where it's like i'm actually interested in this domain or i'm actually interested in this company is it's harder and it does take a little bit more time but at least you land someplace that's intentional and you're like, I could get excited about doing this work. I could, could get excited about going to work every Monday morning. Yeah. Um, definitely good. You have a tremendously powerful network, obviously, from what you've done and being at Yahoo. So I'd say in the early days, I always tell people, take a month or two and do nothing but just refresh your network. And it seems like, oh, I'm just having chats and coffee and lunch and, oh, it's social. Mm-hmm. And as you know, in this industry social is business and social is career and it is it's like intentionally reconnecting with people like bill michaels and vish and all these people right um that we know so well and just saying hey how you been what have you been up to I'd love to catch up and they're gonna say what are you up to and then you're gonna say you know funny thing i'm actually looking around for my next thing and they're like what are you looking for that's exactly what they're gonna say you're like well you know, I'm kind of interested in artificial intelligence that's my background it's hot right now so i'm looking for a product leadership role with a company that's growing that's in the artificial intelligence space and they're going to say okay good duly noted and they're going to remember that or going to say i know somebody you should talk to and so that's exactly how all these things go so i'd say it'd be a fantastic investment just to i tell people download all your connections from linkedin into a you know just csv file put it into a spreadsheet treat like a customer relationship management a crm system and go through and say, whoa, I'd love to talk to this person. I forgot about that person. They're fantastic, you know, and just make a note and say, I'm going to schedule this and work your way through it and say every week I'm going to talk with like five people, right? Yeah. Some will be quick calls like, you know, we'll do a Zoom. Some of you will be like, I'd love to have coffee with that person or go out to lunch with that person, you know, whatever. Now that we can, we can go back out in the world again. Um, but I would do that. That'd be, as you know, the fastest path back into a, a good opportunity. It's through the network. It's always through the network. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it sounds sounds exactly right. I um, I've I started a little bit of that, and then um, oh good, okay. Been uh, been doing you know juggling some home stuff, and I'm going to take some time off. I'm going to Europe for a couple of weeks. Uh, starting. Oh, nice. Starting That's Monday. cool. There you yeah, go. Yeah, just like you know, 
it's it's been through the grinder you know working startups at 10 12 hours a day it's just uh, you need a detox from all that yeah that was me when i left yahoo it was supposed to be just a a couple week vacation that turned into a three-month vacation that turned into i never went back to a job (laughs) it's like (laughs) and all of a sudden 13 years later it's like oh i haven't had a job in 13 years so I thought you did uh, pick up something in the Bay Area. I did for a little bit some contract work or something. I did consulting, yeah, but I never went back to a nine to five. I never went back to to a corporate gig. So I did consulting. I had my own startup for a while, you know, and, and then I've been consulting ever since, doing the leadership coaching. Um, it's over six years now. So it's like, yeah, I love it. I mean, talking with people like yourselves, this is fun. Yeah, it's always good. Yeah, for sure. Well, cool, man. Now that I know, I'll keep my eyes open. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. It's great to meet you all. I know you probably yeah. come from different walks of life. But, uh, Lots of tech people. Lots of tech people. <clears throat> Any other final questions before we wrap up, folks? Anybody else have something want to talk about? Going once, going twice. All right. Cool. Well, it's great having everybody here, seeing some new faces. Um, feel free to follow up later if you have any questions and you, know, you can always uh, attend another one of these I do them every month now because uh, it's a great way to get to meet people and, and take questions and and share all the information that we all can share to help each other because a lot of us are in the same boat a lot of us are looking for career change a lot of us are in tech everybody's trying to do something that they love and be successful doing it that's really what it's about alright guys have a good night Thanks for joining. Thank you. Take care, everyone. Until next time, I wish you the best of luck in becoming an opportunity magnet for the best things in life.